Yes, you've arrived at the Legend Podcast at DaxMyHand.com. How did I become a legendary sports figure? How does anyone become legendary? It starts with a coach. Join us as we have conversations with coaches of all ages, experience, and expertise, and find out what does it take to lead athletes to legendary stats. Goal by my hand, a three-point goal for Dax My Hand. I just got chill bumps. Hey, welcome back to DaxMyHand.com, the legend podcast. Check out this legend. A man starts a program, and in his first three seasons as coach, he wins three state championships. Who is this man? Steve Beckett, mountain bike coach at Marshall County High School. Come on, have a listen. <clears throat> let's let's talk about, you know, uh, you've had success, and uh, you've won three straight state titles. And I, I got really bad news for you. As soon as you don't win one, they're going to say you're in decline, right? <laughs> That's you're th- right. You're three for three. You've won all three state titles. That's right. But but let's say you're you're talking to a family or a kid who uh, is thinking about coming out for the team. Give us give us your best five minute sales pitch. What what is it? What is a reason for a kid to come out here and and, and participate? Well, I think it's. Uh it's a couple reasons. One is, I use the analogy of, if you're not a traditional sport player, you know, or, or even athlete at that, you can still come out and ride with the mountain bike team. We're, we're first and foremost a riding club that races. So if you want to come out and just learn the sport and still get in good shape, you know, improve your skills and some fundamentals. You can do that and you don't have to race. It, it depends on your comfort level and, and then me as a coach assessing your skill level. And then I talk to the parents and, and, uh, if you want to race, fine. Now, currently and oddly enough, everybody on our team raced and we had some that skipped the first few races because they weren't ready and that's fine. We had one skip all three and race the last race. He did great when he was ready. Um, so it, it's not the pressure to come out and, oh, my gosh, I can't ride as a state champion. Now, you got to remember, we've had a lot of kids riding for many years, and the mainstay of our group's been riding for three years. So it's it's with that building of the success that's got us state champions. Now, um, so, so it is a difference, and you don't have to be a cyclist by any means. I guarantee you that. Uh, the majority of the kids on our team are not cyclists, but it will teach you not just self-discipline, but the fundamentals and responsibility of having something other than just your cleats on your body. That bike teaches you, you know, I got to maintenance it. I have to pay attention to the bike. I have to respect it. I have to take care of an investment that either you and or your parents make. And, and I know this is probably one of the more startup costs for the sports. So we we try to keep the cost of being on the team down. And they're going to learn that. They're going to learn the responsibility. If they rely on the bike, they have to take care of the bike. If they're relying on themselves, they have to take care of themselves. And um, you just have to have a willingness to come out and try. And we've got a, a, just a tremendous group of kids that, again, they feed on each other. The synergy's there. They They have a good time. If they, if they're out there working and I see it in their face, they're working too hard. I want them to have fun, but I also want them to show up ready to work. 
Um, and I think their teammates expect that now. It's not just because of our success, because we didn't know where we were going to go with this at the beginning. Um, but it is a testament to, you know, the adults. And I, I have to think that the adults that show up, uh, and I know secretly, or you can ask them that they really enjoy it. As I said, we've got some that don't even have kids on the team that show up because they, they love it. They, they love to see that group, how they interact, and they like to see them, uh, you know, work hard and have fun just riding. You may have a, a kid that's already an athlete. Well, there's nothing like good cross training, you know, to keep their fitness level and their endurance up. And I can assure you this will do that for you. If the traditional kind of old, uh, thin and, and pretty skinny roadie bike person, that's not what this sport's about. You're not going to, your kid's not going to wither away or they're not going to get hugely muscled up like a, a track person, but they're going to be in, in good shape. I think it teaches good mental skills, hand eye coordination, like a lot of sports. It, the different factor that this sport has is the variables, you know, of, of the heat, the humidity, the dust, the mud, the rocks, the roots. Every time it's different. The cobwebs, the bee stings. We've been through those. You know, wind, everything else that can throw rain, mud. It, this sport has that to offer. Now, you know, in an outdoor setting. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you, you might as well be expecting if you or your kid come out and, and you really have a, have a hard time with, with that kind of deal outdoors and, and the variable that it can throw, then it's probably not the sport for you. Yeah. There's no bench on this group. Yeah. There's no starting five, starting 11 or whatever. There's no varsity squad and you practice till you make the, the team. If you're willing to come out and race, I mean, willing to come out and practice and put in the time, um, then you'll get to play in the game, every game. And, and your results will be what you put into it. Exactly. You'll get out of it what you put into it. That's right. And, and you practice as you play. You practice as you race. And if you're willing to go out there and do like the other group, the kids that I have right now do, then all I can tell you is the results are three state championships. I don't even know if what we did this past race has ever been done in any of the leagues, mm-hmm. which was we captured first place in all eight divisions. Right. Girls and boys, freshmen through varsity, we had first place in every one of them. Now, we also had podium people with it, but I don't know that that that's ever been done in any of the leagues. And it, I think it just shows kind of the diversity, whether you're a freshman or a varsity they all are competing. You know, they have that drive. And I think it's the team that really drives it. It's the kids. It's not me. I can get them out there and, and bark instructions and take them through drills. But it's what they do off the bike that really contributes to their overall experience and how well they're going to race. And um, I think as a parent, as you see your kid out there riding, and if you come out and ride with them, you know, fine if you can. Uh, if not, I think you'll see a change in your in your kid and that they they want to go to practice and they when you see that change in them and and it's because they enjoy it then man all you got to do is steer them get them in the right direction yeah and and they'll take over well i, I can speak from you know being around shane and caleb who uh, his son who rides 
there, there is a gleam in Caleb's eye when he talks about mountain bike riding and practice. And, you know, and I know as, as a former athlete of different sports, you know, I didn't always enjoy going to practice. <laughs> I mean, let's just be honest. I really didn't. But, you know, one thing, Steve, I, I guess that, um, no champion is ever built by himself. There's got to be people that help and people that contribute. You know, take a minute to talk about the people who've contributed and, and helped, uh, with the overall success of the program besides yourself and the kids and parents, obviously. Talk, talk about that. Well, any program, I think that can just survive, not just be as lucky enough to be as successful as we are, takes it, you know, a, a huge undertaking underneath. I mean, our volunteers, our, our parents and general volunteers, some of them, like I said, don't have kids, but they come out, you know, we've had practice where they bring coolers, watermelon, and they have a, a, a series, a table set up and have Gatorade full of ice coolers. And they, you know, they've seen these kids sweat out here. And they'll come back and they'll have all this set up for them and the kids get to eat and drink afterwards, you know, and I mean, it, it really makes a difference. Not only that, you know, in this sport, it's only the older kids that can drive. So if you're not willing to load that bike up and your kid up and take them to practice, they're not going to make it. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the parents, it's a, it's an equal level of commitment for them. To try to get their kid to practice. I mean, we, we do practice at the school, but rarely. And it's not like, well, the bus took them to school and then they can, they can suit up and practice after school. Then I'll come get them. No, it, it's a commitment. You have to bring their bike, meet them and get them to practice and then to take them back. And, uh, maybe that's a little unique, a little more effort, but I, I think the reward is just as great. And, and, you know, we, we do play. In Tennessee, so every one of our meets, we have to travel. That's gas. That's lodging. And we try to keep the cost down on the team as much as possible. And our donators and our, our key sponsors have helped us do that to where we can work. Uh, you know, we're kind of like a nonprofit right now. We break even maybe every year. But as long as, as I can keep, you know, the kids interested and keep the cost down, then I think we can, we can reach additional people. And, you know, I know that buying a bike is a big investment whether it's a $500 bike or a $2500 bike um it is a big investment and we try to and we couldn't do it without our sponsors and donors you know and and the people that just get behind the team and and that to go to the races and help set up with all the stuff uh you know everybody has to be a volunteer in this sport when you go there you help set up the race and then you help take down the race and so it's a really hands-on you know, sport and, and whether you want to get on the bike yourself, I just don't think you'll, if you come out, I don't think you won't be affected positively, um, by this team and the sport itself of mountain biking. Uh, I just doubt it very seriously. Well, Steve, uh, I have to tell you, I've enjoyed talking to you. Um, really, I, t- I have to say, I was really excited about this interview because, you know, whereas, uh, mountain biking for some kids is probably getting them out of their comfort zone. Uh, this interview with you is kind of out of my comfort zone. I'm kind of a baseball, basketball, football kind of guy. And so, but I have to say, I've really, really enjoyed it and looked forward to it. Uh, you know, getting to meet you and, and getting to find out about this. And, and, you know, um, 
you've got pressure on you now. You're a three time state champion. <laughs> you've only won state championships. That's true. So, uh, we're so the only, we're the only school in Kentucky so far that has a mountain bike team in the Nike League. Yeah. And probably the only sport, only school in Kentucky or the sport at a school in Kentucky that has never done anything but win a state championship. That's true. Right? That's exactly right. I, I mean, I come on. That way. Yeah, I mean, you're three for three, and so uh, you know you, you've got a, got a lot of pressure to keep this up. You know, hey, I'm, we're ready. I'm, yeah. I looked at the, uh, you know, what coaches do. I guess they kind of assess their talent that graduated and what's in the pipeline. And I'm gonna tell you, we're gonna be hard to beat at least oh. the next two years. Yeah, I mean, I mean this group coming up. Yeah. they've got multi years experience with them. They, we've set an example of how to work hard and what you can get out of it. And I don't think they're going to back off of it, you know, any. And I really I probably didn't say it enough, but I really encourage, you know, the girls to come out. And whether you're an at I mean, we got kids that have never ridden a bike before girls and probably didn't do traditional sports or even cheerleading or anything like that. But they're on the team. You know, the way the team scoring system is up, you have to have girls and boys in, in, in a certain ratios depending on – in order for the team points to work that way. So the girls have just the same opportunity mm-hmm. to ride like the guys and, um, you know, and, and start. You know, they're not – like I said, that, that person that may be a little awkward, maybe not in good shape, doesn't have the skills – you know, you will progress as you put forth to it, but you'll have the same opportunity as the other one. And I can assure you, when you're ready to go, you'll go to the race and race. Yeah. You know, and I think that's pretty unique in this sport. Uh, it's just a cool, besides that, it's just cool. Mountain biking itself is just, it's just fun. Well, and as you said, it's a lifetime sport. It's, it's a lifetime you can do sport. Forever, ride a bike. It's yeah. old as I am, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I see a lot of folks and, and we've got people out there that help the team. Mm-hmm. That just love it and they're older than me and they get to go out and, and you know, you, you have a different playground or a course anywhere you go. Yeah. And, and I don't go to the same stadium or field or court every time. We can ride in Tennessee. We can ride in Illinois. You can ride in Indiana. You can ride all up and down there in Kentucky. And it just, I think it just really gives them a great opportunity to, to kind of open their, you know, their, the possibilities that they have where they can go in life. You know, with with just something simple as being part of a team. And they are, you know, it's good team building. I mean, what else, where else do you try to get these life skills, not just the biking side, but being part of a team? I mean, everybody you work for, it's some part of a team. And uh, regardless of their age or how much experience they have as an athlete, you can be on this team and take it to whatever level you want. You know, we call this the Legend Podcast, and and we've had a lot of legends on this podcast. But Except I have tonight. to tell you, well, no, 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 I'm going to take it a step further. You're the only legend who really can say they're undefeated in championships, right? So you've taken us to a That's whole right. new level at the Legend Podcast. <laughs> Steve, I really appreciate it, and, and I thank you for your time and enjoy you coming by. And, and more, I wish success. To, I wish you more success in the future, and and I'm sure you guys will continue to dominate and. Uh, and put Marshall County on that mountain biking trail. Hey, w- one quick question I'll, I will do when I ask you. One quick question. I know you're, you have to go to Tennessee to ride. Is there any, are there any plans 
regarding maybe being able to host races here at uh in kentucky so that you can have a home race or two yes actually uh that has been discussed over the past year and uh, one of the guys on the team that's a volunteer we've kind of got like a master plan in three years um to uh, expand well first of all we want to just like this we want to get the word out to from county to county to county in western Kentucky and then, uh, you know, grow it towards central. I mean, there there's cycle cross teams in Louisville that do some mountain biking, but they don't – nobody's associated with Nike yet. So our, our plan is to try to grow here in this community, get more schools involved, and, and just let them race in Tennessee, and just like we do. But if they expand out into their program – race in Tennessee and, and you get it built up enough, then when you go to Nike and present a present them that, hey, they want to be a league, that Kentucky would like to get a league, it kind of legitimizes the fact that, hey, we've been doing this for three or four or five years. We've got some schools interested. Now we'd like to include the rest of the state. As far as population, you know, the geographics of Louisville and that, I mean, those big cities is where you can gain a lot of kids in the program according to some of the other leagues, how they're set up. Well, Kentucky and Tennessee are kind of geographically challenged in that they're long, skinny states, you know. Yeah. So, you, you, for us, just like Tennessee, we traveled to Knoxville, which is the farthest we ever had to go. Not real fun, but, you know, that's our sandbox. We play in it, so we'll do the rules. Well, in the same token, it's hard for them to get far eastern Tennessee people to come around Nashville predominantly. So, they're they're actually talking about Maybe using uh, the northern West Kentucky and that with Tennessee and kind of splitting it somewhere down the states and have that league to where you don't have to travel near as far yeah. and have like a north-south league of Kentucky-Tennessee. So, um, you know, either way, just to expand and get more kids exposed and more program is the goal in it. If we can actually come up with a Kentucky league down the road, then I'll try to help and support it all I can. But it's... It's a possibility, yeah that, yeah, that we will have a Kentucky League at one time. And, you know, one thing we're trying to do with this program is just set the right example. So if somebody comes in and say, hey, what's this about? Well, you know, here, this is what it's about. We've got all the documentation, the proposal. We can tell you from what it's like from the first to everything and lessons learned in between to becoming a state champ and having a, you know, even in three years, having a pretty solid program. Don't back off of it because uh, you just don't know anything about it. Because trust me, I know, you know, mountain biking is not a well-known sport around here. Yeah. And um, but it is a sport that the bottom line is you get more kids involved. Well, you know, and now is the time to get involved because you are kind of at the groundswell of it. You're at the beginning. Uh, you're on the front end. You, you've got a chance to be a pioneer uh, to, you know, to take off and, and, and go with the beginning of the ground roots of the program. And, and, you know, you guys show, you guys have the template on how, it, how to do it. You started from scratch. You put it together and look at the success you've had. And so you've shown it can be done from scratch. Well, and I think, you know, I, I know how um, traditional sports, you know, you, you have a lot of kids that are really good athletes. They may go to college on on a scholarship. They may play. They may play four years. They may play one year or something. Uh, I don't think people realize that the level of pretty good schools we have are collegiately, both D1 and D2, 
that, yeah, by the way, they have mountain bike teams. They have cycling teams too, but they have mountain bike teams and they have disciplines of BMX, downhill, dual slalom, all that stuff. Um, you'd be surprised that, that they probably don't know that their kids can go on mountain bike scholarships. Mm-hmm. And as, as much national exposure that Carson and I have had, you know, I guarantee you some of the kids on our team could go out there right now and ride you know, as they work their way up through seniors, if they stick with it and ride for a team. And that's something, that's an opportunity that most people don't even, you know, they don't realize they had is, yeah, you get your academics, keep them up. And by the way, you may be able to ride a bike in school and get paid for it. Yeah. And I mean, that's, it's going to go. It's coming. I'm telling you, they're growing the way some of these leagues are building up. They're getting 500 kids in them on their first year. Some of them a thousand. Uh, I think they're up. Fall league was over nine thousand. You know, it's just incredible growth, and and it's for a reason. It's they're just not. Yeah. You know, they yeah. they've got a good system, and I think that um, it's it's high time that Kentucky gets on a, you know, gets with the program. You know, just like those other sports that became recognized, KSA bass fish and archery. Some of those, yeah. there'll be a time when this will be at that level, and the school won't be able to your school. We'll get so much, I think, hopefully pressure from the other, you know, parents that, that have seen it and say, Hey, you know, my kid's never going to be on a starting five or whatever, but we want this program to give them that opportunity. Yeah. Uh, this is the way to go. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, from, from a jealous or a jealous standpoint, we like to start it because we got the best team, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, well, 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 Steve, I enjoy- we do now. Yeah. yeah it's well. been a lot of hard work for all the kids, but, uh, you know, the fruits of their labor, I think, are yeah. really showing out yeah. now. Well, I think you've, you've taught them life lessons that, you know, if you want something and you want to work hard enough, you, it can be accomplished. And I think that's the that's the big thing to take out of this. But, well, Stephen, yeah. I enjoyed it. And uh, and uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to the Legend Podcast. And we'll see you later. You've been listening to Part 1 of Dax's interview. To hear the rest of the interview, click on to Part 2 at Dax. Come.